0: I'm your other host, Adam Chisholm.
1: And together we make one large disappointment for our mothers. We have a very special guest, a repeat guest for the first time ever. Uh, we are welcoming back the amazing Marco for our second villain bracket, this time talking about real life villains, not real life villains, but you know, live action villains. Uh, Marco, want to quick those introduction? Too. Yeah,
2: so for anybody who doesn't just... Binge watch everything like I do. My name's Marco, uh, Macro Bio Boy on everything. You'll never be able to spell it. That's okay. I'm a Twitch streamer, YouTube content creator, and I've you know I've been friends with these two chuckleheads now for close to like a decade, uh, <laughs> mostly in the virtual space. But I'm again, I'm just so excited to be here. I just like villains, y'all. They're just more fun. <laughs> Fake villains,
0: Uh, uh, villains, fictional villains, real life villains villains can go fuck themselves.
1: (laughs) Prior to the start of this, we were discussing real life villains, and those are just scary. (laughs) Like
0: Cloud Frollo.
2: <laughs> <Like Claude Frollo. laughs>
1: um, all right, so how does this work? How do we seed this bracket? So, of course, our Facebook group is the most important group that you can join. It is the nerd is the word on Facebook, an open group. We simply ask that you respect each other. Uh, join our Facebook group, and you can also vote the way that people did for this. Uh, we voted uh, for the top eight, so everyone seeded the bracket, uh, and we use that poll to determine who we are debating about. We're going to go matchup by matchup, discuss which person should win based on these four criteria. This week, it is presence, effectiveness, dedication, and the ever-important aesthetics. Adam, let's jump into the seating reveal. Coming in
0: at number eight (laughs) is uh, everyone's favorite piece of shit, Joffrey Baratheon from Game of Thrones.
1: He really is a piece of shit. Uh, Number seven, a very interesting villain, Gustavo Fring from Breaking Bad.
0: (laughs) Number six, Emperor Sheev Palpatine from Star Wars
1: number five the pink menace dolores umbridge from harry potter and the order of the phoenix
0: number five also from harry potter lord voldemort
1: also that was number four numbers are hard
0: (laughs) numbers are hard
1: (laughs) number three is loki from marvel 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 what the (laughs) (laughs)
0: words are hard Uh, (laughs) number two I think is Darth Vader also from Star Wars
1: and number one the Joker from the DC Comics All right. any villains uh, we wish made the list or would rank higher personally I and I said this in the chat as well on Facebook I think Ramsay Baratheon is a worse and more interesting villain than, than Joffrey Baratheon I understand why Joffrey got it I kind of wish that Uh, Ramsey had made it instead of uh, like maybe she palpatine or something i just think he's more interesting
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree with that one um i do love hans landa from inglorious bastards he was one Mm -hmm. vote away from being on this list um uh that was a that was a good one but uh also thanos uh i thought was gonna be high thanos is like the darth vader of our generation like you will go down as like the most iconic villain of at least the last 10 to 15 years of film um I was really surprised he was nowhere near um, the top of this list, which I was what I was expecting.
2: I was also thinking about Thanos. The problem with Thanos is he's like simultaneously like too low key. No Mm. pun intended. He's like, not. (laughs) this is kind of how I do the math of the universe. So I'm going to do it. Uh, Like he lost a lot of his personality from the comics, although I'm not that big of a buff. Mm -hmm. And then like his plan is just like, I'll just get rid of half and that'll do it and you're kind of sitting there like that's not how numbers work and he's like yep that's what i'm doing so as far as like villain he's like i think he just doesn't get it but Mm -hmm. he is very strong so he's gonna try (laughs)
0: let's
1: discuss number one versus number eight i think it's a very interesting matchup it's the joker and joffrey baratheon
0: i'll kick it off um Similar to uh, my stance on Scar in the in the previous episode, uh, the Joker is my favorite in this. Like, I'll, I'll just come out and say that the Joker is who I'm pulling forward in this entire thing. Um, I think it's important to to mention uh, with especially with the Joker, um, these some of these characters have multiple iterations, and we are going mm-hmm. to be talking about just the uh, the idea of this character. So we're not uh, uh, we're not ranking. Quick
1: interjection. Mm-hmm. No, Jared Leto
2: oh absolutely
0: (laughs) like the joker is a hundred percent until jared leto comes in and jared leto brings down
2: what if like just the movie poster of jared leto as the joker because it was a cool it was a cool attempt at the look and then you get to the movie and you're like oh no they really just did this oh okay well i also
1: just have an unbridled rage towards that man (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, but anyways uh back to the joker not the jared leto joker um he's iconic like when when you think of villains everyone you, you show somebody a picture of the joker they know it's the joker it's like santa claus or the
2: batman uh like it's like know those it things it. Yeah. yeah everyone knows them <laughs> your point's well taken i just santa and the joker don't typically they're both very wily i guess
1: <laughs> they, they, can, they have, can be in your house and they will they can,
2: they can be in your house if they want to be
0: they're very similar individuals. We'll have a whole mini sode uh, uh, comparing the two. Um, but I'm crying like, <laughs> the Joker is just iconic. Um presence is everything for the Joker. It, it, he is just so terrifying. Effectiveness, uh, he gets the job done on many occasions. Um, I'll uh cite the um Uh, what were the video games? The Injustice uh, and the comics that led up to the Injustice video games where he literally tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane, whose heart is attached to a fucking nuke. So he blows up Metropolis doing it. It, uh, It's impossible to not rank his effectiveness high.
1: Do you know what would solve that problem? Hmm. Killing him.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's fair.
1: The fact that Batman (laughs) is just like, I'm going to throw him in prison that he regularly escapes from and that's it, and doesn't think he's going to yet again escape, Bruce, perhaps Bruce Wayne has not the best plans. And perhaps the world would be better if he just killed the Joker. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, But I will cite, with effectiveness as well, I will cite uh, another video game, the Arkham uh, series, um, where the Joker does die, spoiler alert, in the second one. Mm -hmm. And then still for the Arkham Knight, the next one, he shows up in, like he's in the batman's mind so even killing him does not get rid of him um so yeah effectiveness dedication there's no more dedicated and aesthetics he's perfect in every way um
1: i i actually so i know that that joffrey's probably not going to be the joker i just find joffrey to be a more interesting and scary villain perhaps because he's someone that you could very easily see in real life where I don't think the Joker is, uh, despite South that South Park episode, I don't think the Joker is something that's realistic in really any way, shape or form. And like, sure, Game of Thrones has dragons, but Joffrey is scary because of who he is and his personality. Um, I think he is incredibly effective. And like the moment he chopped off Stark's head was one of the most upsetting shocking moments in modern cinema uh he's incredibly dedicated he is like the definition of a psychopath and he completely lacks any kind of sociopath i would say uh like no empathy complete he's he's mad in a way that the like the joker is over the top where joffrey's kind of descent into madness and his actions are believable you can see a ruler having this power going to his head and doing these kinds of things i also think for me i like the aesthetics of joffrey baratheon because i love a good cape and homeboy wears a cape there
2: well. oh yeah yeah the lannisters look so damn good mm-hmm.
1: they they do evil so well cersei <laughs> i am also sad is not on this list i think cersei was an amazing villain yeah not a lot of women on this list in general very upset for the lack of representation yeah but Uh, I I personally think that presence, yes, goes to the Joker. I think effectiveness. I'm less into the kind of like video game comic side of the Joker, so I'm only going off the movies. Um, He's effective, but I just get kind of fucking tired of it. I'm just like, kill the fucker. Like, it's not that hard, Bruce Wayne. It would be much easier for everyone involved. So that just kind of pisses me off, whereas like Joffrey is a king therefore he is untouchable like it makes sense that he stays around for so long for the Joker it just doesn't make sense to me why this problem doesn't just solve itself um dedication I think they're both very dedicated in aesthetics I think goes to Joffrey.
2: there there's a reality where the reason why the Joker doesn't die is because this is actually just fight club and this is actually just (laughs) a, a persona of of Bruce Wayne uh just he needs uh, to be
1: stopped.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. Yeah, just shoot the Joker. He's just a dude who uh sometimes got chemical burns, sometimes just cut himself or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: the Joker definitely he wins on presence. Mm-hmm. I think he gets demolished in aesthetic. As far as effectiveness goes, he has just had more times to do more things effectively. Pound for pound, he gets beat a lot by Batman. And Joffrey like they, the whole world needs to go to war with the Lannisters to get Joffrey to die. And then as far as, like, Thrive, Joffrey is just a kid. Like, he is just a sociopathic kid who has too much power. He is, like, a horrible, gaslighting, manipulative, abusive, horrid, horrid young man. Mm. And as far as, like, villainy goes, like, the Joker's doing crimes and villainy in a fictional world where like apparently that's just what everybody's used to like gotham is just <laughs> yeah. bad y'all yeah <laughs> whereas like joffrey this could just be middle ages europe and he mm-hmm. would just be abusing and horribly hurting and having people murdered for the sheer fun of i like it when you cry mm. so yeah. the joker does win in this round because there's no way Joffrey Baratheon is about to get to anything labeled champion while I'm, <laughs> while I'm alive and breathing. <laughs> but I did just want to make the argument that I don't think it's a complete wash. I think you make a lot of arguments for why Joffrey is a horrid villain. But pound for pound, the Joker is a a higher tier of villain mm-hmm. as far as it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. I should be wearing my Olenna Tyrell shirt. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that lady. I Yeah, I mean, I know that the Joker is going to win. I just think that joffrey is scarier
0: it's uh the official voting it is the joker for me the joker
1: yeah i i would actually vote joffrey and i think a lot of that has to do with the fact that like the way so the joker is kind of indiscriminate and how evil he is i think that the way joffrey especially targets women makes him a more scary villain to me yes that's fair oh yeah as a as
2: a caveat joffrey baratheon is a the worst person on this list (laughs) i think by a far margin and holy shit, do not try to exemplify anything about that person. (laughs) The Joker is a cooler villain because we're talking about a fictional world. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Speaking of terrifying people, let's move on to uh, round two. Uh, Number five, the worst secretary of uh, education we've ever had, um, Dolores Umbridge. (laughs)
1: Betsy DeVos? (laughs) Oh, great, sorry, I get get
0: the two mixed up all the time. My apologies. (laughs) Um, but no, um, a a fun matchup because it's Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter series and Lord Voldemort from the Harry Potter series. Um, Carolyn, want to lead this off?
1: I, I definitely, I, I'm very mad at JK Rowling for ruining it for so many people. Uh, and in case it's not very, very clear, the Notre of the Zord stands with our trans loved ones and like trans people are real people and they are who they say they are, uh,
2: So, uh, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Fuck J.K. Rowling. I go on record saying fuck J.K. Rowling. I think every time we mention anything
0: about Harry Potter on this podcast, we need to preface it by just simply saying saying, fuck fuck J.K. JK Rowling. We don't need to go into all of it every single time. She could have just stopped
1: talking.
0: She could have. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people Um, could
1: have. (laughs) right nice. uh, best worst real life villains jk's up JK there. Is on, uh, definitely on that list <laughs> yeah so looking at this list and i am a harry potter nerd and aficionado i think i read I've, I've read the full series probably upwards of 50 times by this point i absolutely slay a harry potter trivia for like the really weird shit that you shouldn't know um i think that dolores is a worse villain I think that she should take this. The reasoning for a lot of this is Voldemort could not kill a baby, and he's kind of a fucking idiot. Throw a baby out a window; it's not going to survive. There's no magic. That's gonna oh no, my magic didn't back. work. And these hands—yeah, <laughs> these hands are rated E for everybody. And Voldemort did not fucking understand that. When I he guess, cast a spell. <laughs> it it took was more effort. Yeah, it was very dumb. So. <laughs> Uh, and then he spends the rest like so fucking long trying to kill this 11 year old 12 year old and he just can't manage At, his end game is taking over a goddamn high school so for me that just like it, 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 What, is it a great series that I love dearly with all my heart, absolutely. Was Voldemort really a great villain? it's up for debate. Dolores on the other hand, and maybe this is just like my own mental health issues popping up, but the realer a villain is, the more terrifying I find them. And Dolores is a child abusing asshole. She, her end goal is control and she Mm -hmm. gets control. She is scary because she, uh, I think in the description of the book uh, with a voice like Poisoned Honey or a personality like Poisoned Honey and mm-hmm. that is what Dolores Umbridge is. She appears as this like soft plump like cat loving woman who is oh. just terrifying in every single way, shape, and form. And I love that she comes back in uh, Deathly Hollows as well because we get to see her thriving in a fascist regime which is the exact kind of thing that she wants. She does not care about her morals. I don't think she has any. She just wants power and she will go to any lengths to achieve that and to keep it. Mm-hmm. So I think her, I mean, presence-wise, Probably goes to Voldemort because he's scary and like very charismatic and is able to like get the Death Eaters. But effectiveness, dedication, and I would even argue aesthetics because I love the difference of like the soft pink kind of like femininity with the true evil core. I think those three would 100% go to Dolores. Although arguably like Voldemort, you know, splits his soul into seven and is like, you know, very dedicated to living forever but he's also just like, I want to kill a 17-year-old and can't manage to fucking do it. Again, you can throw a baby out a window. The baby will not live. (laughs) So like dedicated, sure, but he's just not fucking effective at it. So Mm -hmm. I think it goes to Dolores.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Presence, Voldemort wins on Presence. Mm -hmm. Uh, The man is a snake face. But (laughs) even before that, even before that, he was like the history of him coming from nothing and like just choosing that he will become what the world fears mm. it's this kind of funny thing in the history Voldemort is amazingly effective and powerful and he is succeeding he is succeeding until Deus Ex Machina bullshit because until he doesn't
1: o- throw the baby out the window yeah because
2: <laughs> old magic because this lady loved as if the other people's parents didn't love them it's wild like it never made yeah. sense uh effectiveness literally can't do it he has he has a secret cult of the aristocracy who are in amazingly powerful positions in society and they can't crack they they couldn't leave that kid alone in a room without food for two days like they didn't even have to do it themselves he's just a kid who couldn't survive if they left him outside uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) Dolores Umbridge is literal nightmare stuff And I can't possibly vote for Voldemort, who is just a plot piece and a set dressing for the story's history as a whole. And, like, Voldemort, the story piece, and in the grander narrative in the history of the world, is an amazing character. And then you get to the books, and it needed to be about a kid who succeeds against all odds, but also being just a a MacGuffin the whole time. Mm. (laughs) He's and a like
1: Jock who
2: became a cop? Yes, yeah. yes. And like Voldemort's just like yeah, I don't know, kill him. And everybody's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. We put him in the big spider. He he put himself in the layer of a a spider god for all intents and purposes. Yeah. And the spiders were like, Nah, we can't even do it. You have seen him? He's got like a weird car, and his friend his friend is very scruffy, so we can't kill him. <laughs> And Dolores Umbridge like w- wins it hands down for me yeah. because like Voldemort just sucks at his job. Yeah, yeah. Dolores wins. Dolores Easy. wins hands down. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think that's even a yeah. Okay. Dolores for everyone. Um all right. So uh matchup number three, a rough one. Um uh seed three, Loki versus seed six, uh, seed six, uh <laughs> we can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> um so I'll, I'll start this one off. These are two of my uh, bigger fandoms here. Um, Loki, when it comes to being a villain, he, he's hard. I love Loki. Everyone loves Loki. Oh, yeah. But he's hardly a villain. Um, he's a villain. He's an
1: anti-hero. Yeah, he's an anti-hero.
0: exactly. It's like, you know, even if we're just talking about the MCU, he's a villain for one movie, two Avengers. Um, but Palpatine, he has the presence of just an old white guy who won't let go of power. Sounds familiar. <laughs> um, pretty terrifying.
1: Art imitates life.
0: Yeah. Effectiveness, Palpatine won. He, he wins yeah. and rules the galaxy for decades. Um, dedication, uh, Palpatine wins. Uh, it's, uh, he spends his entire life becoming a senator of Naboo with one goal in mind. He, he wastes his entire life doing this thing. And then he does the thing. Um, aesthetics, that one's not even close. That has to be Loki. I mean, oh, obviously. Yeah. Oh. Like, but yeah, I, I don't think this one is as difficult as I was implying now that I've kind of talked it through a little bit.
2: But what are you guys' thoughts? I love Loki. I am also not up to date with Thor and Loki comics. Loki, Loki from MCU, which is realistically the only thing that I'm really drawing on here, is not a villain. Uh, from what I understand... In comics, there's a lot more Loki being villain and a Loki and actually being a foil to Thor. And I assume in a lot of the original Thor comics, before it got added into like the bigger universe in general, I assume there's more Loki. Loki is a trickster god who is pissed off that his daddy didn't tell him that he's adopted and that he's half Frost Giant. And that does not equal to Papalteen, who did it. And then they had the audacity to make him be an immortal, weird, force vampire god who did it again, and he just made another big old empire, and he just kept doing it. Now, that being said, uh, Presence, I think the Emperor, because I I assume we're also talking about when he was just Emperor, and not just Senator Palpatine, but if you put it all together, he don't have a presence, he's just a good politician, and then he's an old dude who's like, what if you did evil shit? And everybody's like, (laughs) I don't want to, and he's like, no, have you tried evil? You should do it. (laughs) Screw it. Chew it. (laughs) uh so like his presence is like whatever he's he's almost like just like a set dressing in the Mm -hmm. background as far as i'm concerned effectiveness he he did it he did it very good drive he did it for millennia for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. uh and then aesthetics loki like wins hands down loki is my favorite person on this list right here but a villain he is not Mm
1: -hmm. i would i would definitely agree with all of that i think that the fact that Palpatine did this year. And I'm really just thinking about the prequels and the the originals, but I, I overall, I, I do think he has a presence. And I think that I'm very, I'm always very, for lack of a better word, impressed by Palpatine's ability to slink in the shadows intentionally because he does it on on purpose. He like, he makes himself part of the background and then reveals his Mm. presence. Um, And I do think that is 100% intentional. Mm. Uh, Exceptionally effective, has this plan for years. I definitely think that he's, you know, been plotting since he was basically in the cradle. He's incredibly driven, Uh, but yeah, aesthetics goes to Loki, hands down.
0: Based off this criteria, I do think it is uh, battling.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be unanimous. All three? Yep.
0: all three
2: goodbye loki i love you
0: love you loki we'll see you in Loki's like, gonna an anti-hero
1: eventually yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah uh we'll, we'll do we're anti-hero
1: it's just different iterations of Loki.
0: yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> um all right and the last one in round one gustavo fring uh and darth vader um man That's one I don't want to start with because I know where it's going to go and I really do love Gustavo Fring. So Marco, how about you leave this one off since you don't know Gustavo Fring that much.
2: (laughs) I'd love to start. Uh, I have no idea who Gustavo Fring is. I like Giancarlo. He's very, very cool. I like his voice. I never watched Breaking Bad. I'm very sorry. Look, I don't do TV a lot. Darth Vader is so good at what Darth Vader does. He is literally the scourge of multiple galaxies. He is the hand of the Empire. He will single-handedly walk himself into combat. They finally did such a good job of really highlighting Darth Vader. Like the iconic scene where he comes walking up to the rebels as they're escaping with the plans for the Death Star. And he just Darth Vader's his way through the hallway. The original movies were looking to tell their story and to give uh, Luke Skywalker his whole narrative. And eventually Darth Vader does have his turn, right? So he's not a, a villain the entire time. But if you know the extended universe of Star Wars, which I've dipped my feet into, Darth Vader is the reason why the Empire is succeeding, almost single-handedly. Uh, his turn to the dark side, like the, the entire like prophetic nature of his upbringing and why he is where he is, his fuel of hatred for himself for destroying the one thing that he was trying to sacrifice to save, like his story as a villain is so incredibly powerful. Um, his pre- I I don't I don't know anybody on this list that really can have a better presence than Darth Vader since he has a lightsaber and he turns everything into the sexiest black light poster you've ever seen. <laughs> he is undefeated once he has finally adopted the Darth Vader uh, like lived experience and persona up until his son comes to plot MacGuffin him to death. Uh, His drive, his whole life is drive and attempting to succeed. He doesn't do it often, but once he becomes a killing machine, he becomes a blender. And that's just ridiculous. (laughs) And aesthetics, the man makes a slightly shiny plastic fake robot face into one of the most iconic cinematic pieces that exists in the in the in, like in the history of at least Western media. Um, God Darth Vader is so cool. Yeah. I, I assume Gustavo Frank is cool, but he's great. He's very I, cool I, I don't I don't that know is. him. Yeah. Um, I assume it has something to do with drugs. And that's not great. <laughs> yes. Drugs he's, are bad kids. He's
1: brilliant. He's he's I agree that I mean you. presence and aesthetics, I just think Darth Vader I've talked about this before. He makes the wind move, so his cape moves, um, and like he—he's very dedicated to his look. Uh, he is the OG baddie. He's also the OG drama queen uh, because there is no one more dramatic than Anakin Skywalker, and I will go on record saying that. Um, I I have deep issues, obviously, with a lot of the prequels, but I think that the arc of, of Darth Vader is so strong, and we get to see him throughout those first three movies, and then kind of coming to terms with his own evil.
0: Darth Vader here, it, it has to be, like, we haven't talked about Gustavo Fring that much, and yeah. it, it's... I
2: want to. I'll do a quick,
1: I'll do a quick whip yeah, through, through Gustavo against because Darth I do Vader. Like, yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, like, it wasn't going to go. If anywhere. he
1: was up against like Loki, like I think Gustavo Frank would have won. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, he, so he is. At heart. I love his story. Um, I think that some of the flashbacks really give us a lot of depth to who Gustavo Fring is and why he's doing what he did. And it's heavily implied that, you know, the original drug lord that he gets revenge on killed his lover um, and that he was gay and had to overcome a lot of those prejudices within his racial community, within his socioeconomic community, and also within like the drug community uh, in order to be seen as this absolute badass. And I love that kind of aspect of his story that is just like said so quickly, it was so few words and images, but it really gets a lot of his character across. Um, he basically manages a drug empire and does it well, and becomes such a well-respected and known community figure that he is above reproach. Everything about him is crafted. Everything about him is intentional. And the way that he is a villain is so insidious. It's very actually similar to Palpatine, I think, in the way that he kind of like insinuate, not insinuate, like inserts himself into all aspects of his community and all aspects of the world that he lives in so that he becomes a necessity. Um, And also so he becomes above suspicion and above approach. So he is a fascinating villain um he's one with a lot of depth and just incredibly interesting he's just not going to kill darth vader yes yeah.
0: all right um so official voting let's just get it out of the way darth vader
1: darth vader
0: oh dark daddy for sure
1: dark
2: <laughs> daddy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right we're moving on to round two um i'm excited for the star wars face off there um yeah. but oh, yeah. uh let's start up top With the number one seed Joker versus number five seed Dolores Umbridge. The look on Carolyn's face.
1: (laughs) I know that the Joker is going to win. I think Dolores is scarier. I think that her aesthetics are better. I think her presence is better. Um, And I just, I think that her her dedication might be higher just because the joker isn't dedicated towards anything except chaos Mm -hmm. and causing chaos you know like some men just want to watch the world burn whereas like i think dolores has a very clear dedication to like she wants power 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 and she's able to like dedicate and drive her entire being towards that Mm -hmm. um i think she's so scary
2: i don't think it's a landslide like you might fear it is actually
0: so I, I am leaning Joker, uh, again, uh, to, to reiterate what Margo said, I, I Carolyn, I really, I'm not as confident in you that the Joker's gonna win this, um, because if we're going down the criteria, um, for me, presence goes to the Joker, just because I love everything about the Joker, he's funny. Um
2: and he, he's funny. His <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a tight five. You got to hear it. It's great. He's yeah, got yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Netflix original comedy set.
1: <laughs> Jesus, there is nothing funny about the fight. Fu- this is the Santa Claus thing all over again. There's nothing Christ funny about it.
2: the
0: Joker. The Joker is no, hilarious. hilarious. He's got
1: a gun that says "bang." Yeah. And he shoots
2: it. He laughs and he he's blows up a school. Scary. Look, That's some, scary. Some,
0: some some Joker iterations are scary. Uh, the the Joker when when I say the Joker the first iteration that pops in my mind is batman the animated series the um the mark mm-hmm. hamill um uh, uh joker. Mark
1: hamill.
2: Ah, so
0: good Love more him. star wars in here um yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> is this um, actually just star wars how do we how do we only do star wars in this <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah it, it's uh that iteration of the joker is arguably the best um you can talk about heath ledger you can talk about jack nicholson it, it's uh mark hamill is the best joker um but um his presence is great um effectiveness neither of these two are extremely effective uh overall but i think the joker has gotten more done uh than Dolores umbridge has um dedication i would give to Dolores, um uh, because like you said the joker is very random um doesn't really have anything other than let's just play with batman um yeah
1: and She's then very juvenile, honestly. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um aesthetics they're they're similar in the way that their aesthetics are like if we're just going on like how they look or how they dress um they're both very like reminiscent of something that's not supposed to be evil or villainous the the joker is dressed as a very dapper clown um He's and a dapper joker. uh Dolores is dressed as, you know, that friend's weird grandma that gives you butterscotch. I think three out of these four for me go to the Joker, but none of them by a landslide where dedication does go to Dolores by a landslide. So that makes it a lot more even in that uh, regard. Um, So I am still leaning towards the Joker, but not as much as I thought I would going into this. But
2: um, moving on to one of you two. I will let... Somebody correct me if I'm very wrong, but in the killing joke, I'm almost positive that the conclusion of the killing joke is Batman legitimately getting through to the Joker for a moment and him and Joker just saying like, it's not that you're wrong. It's that I am the Joker. I know he doesn't say that, but he's basically like, maybe you're right, Batman, but I'm, I'm here. This is what I am. I am fucked. So yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to say it's some kind of redemption arc or like, you know, turning point, you know, heel turn um, or face turn. But it really does seem at least like part of the mythos of the Joker is his understanding that he's just too far gone and he doesn't even really know why he's doing it at this point, mm-hmm. but it's all he's got and he's good at it. So he's going to keep doing it. Dolores Umbridge believes that what she is doing is what she should be doing no matter what. And then given the opportunity, she's immediately one of the leads of a fascist regime who's like, I don't care that people are are being prejudiced against and are being subjugated. I have new lapel pins and I have fancier notepads and I like how many quills they give me. Like she is (laughs) a horrific individual. Yeah. I think that the Joker is a better villain to enjoy the narrative of because Dolores Umbridge makes me scared for the world. The Joker- it is
1: because she's believable. She's very believable. She's a very,
2: I've met people like this and they very much just walk around and do that. And luckily they're not in some of the positions of power that affect people that I care about. And if she really existed, it, I, would, I would find ways to undo her machinations. Uh, whereas I feel like the Joker- We get caught in a shootout, and then we wouldn't have the Joker anymore. Uh, (laughs) Presence. I think they have a very similar presence. I think they have a very similar aesthetic. Uh, I think they are similar. Like, if you take the Joker winning at his highest level, and you take Dolores Umbridge, they both succeed at, like, their primary goals as far as the narrative will let them. Like, if you were to empower them to do what they would do. Drive? I I think that's also the same. Like Dolores Umbridge is like, this is what I'm doing until someone puts me in a coffin. And the Joker's like, at this point, this is what I'm doing until someone puts me in a coffin. It is weirdly, they're very clearly two very different stories and two different characters, but they have very similar qualities. And it's actually kind of scary. The more Mm -hmm. I think about how much like the Joker Dolores Umbridge realistically is, it makes her even more scary to me because she's not a lunatic. She just hasn't been killed yet like that's that's her downfall she's not dead yet uh it's honestly it's a coin toss i just like the joker more so if it comes down to who who would i rather win in a fight i'd rather the joker would kill her no question i don't know man it's it's actually a coin flip for me Mm. i I know it doesn't help but
1: i'm gonna go through the list as well just because i want to yeah you know really think about it um presence that I mean, I do think that goes to Umbridge. I think that she is just wholeheartedly fucking scary. Mm -hmm. Um, Her effectiveness, again, I would argue that she's incredibly effective because she gets what she wants. She wants Dumbledore out, Dumbledore's out. She wants power in a fascist regime, regime, she gets power in a fascist regime. She has hundreds of people working under her and she loves that. And she's incredibly affected at running her organization, at condemning people to death, at gaining the power that she so desperately wants um, and being unquestioned in it, at being so terrifying that she's not questioned. Um, dedication can't be argued. I think that she's much more dedicated. And aesthetics, again, I love the juxtaposition of the voice of Poisoned Honey, the presence mm-hmm. of Poisoned Honey, um, because that's she has that high girly voice, right? And, and is just so scary. So for, for me, all four do go to Dolores. Uh, no. Because I, 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 and I think she is such a good villain and yeah. so fucking scary.
0: Okay, so let's do this to Marco again. Uh, my vote is <laughs> for the Joker, Carolyn,
1: Staloris, Marco. You didn't oh, give man. me Frollo. Give me this. <laughs>
2: I know. No. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I will, I will give Joker his roses. I don't think that he beats Dolores Umbridge for pure villainy. Mm-hmm. He, like, he's just kind of having fun with it, huh? He's just kind of out there <laughs> doing kind saying. of whatever. <laughs> yeah, He is a much more fun character to interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolores hurts me in my heart. Yeah, I, I, think, I think Dolores takes it for me.
0: You know, if the Joker was going to lose to anyone, I'm happy it was Dolores Umbridge. am
1: um, so. upset. One of our first upsets yeah first absolutely upsets. um yeah.
0: dolores moves on um all right wow um all right and our second uh semi-final matchup is uh daddy versus daddy daddy yeah. um <laughs> daddy uh, <versus> darth vader <laughs> versus pal um well i mean I don't think this one's very difficult. Um, I don't think it's very difficult no, at all, it,
2: honestly. Oh, I'm
1: very curious. I wonder if you guys disagree and why it's not difficult. Oh. Well, I don't it, think it's difficult because there's no Darth Vader without Palpatine.
2: Oh, I think I think Palpatine like isn't evil enough. Mm-hmm. I think he's power hungry and I think Darth Vader goes actually full evil. Like at one point, he is just taking out his failures on the universe. Whereas Palpatine is like, wouldn't it be cool if I had a nice, comfy position? And also, inevitably, my son will kill me to take my place. He's almost gifting a universe to Darth Vader in some ways. Uh, I know it's a wild take, I really do, but like, I think I don't that think Darth he Vader
1: is. I think I think he'd kill Darth Vader before he gave up power. I absolutely think he would.
2: I think he would definitely try. It's mm-hmm. just how many Sith have succeeded at that? It seems to be the ever-present failing of Sith is that they're like oh it won't happen to me mentality and then it does every time and it does but in this he kills story as what well.
1: two of his apprentices? Well yeah they kill a ton of day apprentices
2: day. along the yeah. way you know they they you know, like I, I recently watched uh i recently watched the entire playthrough of nice the original nice of the old republic and um like literally he, I, I and i forget the primary villain who who is not revan uh Malik Mal- Malik, malak he's like hey uh three apprentices one of you go kill Revan and whoever survives gets to be like he they're murdering apprentices left and right but yeah. they always come up to this is my like this is my scion but it's not going to happen to me and then it does mm-hmm. uh Palpatine is definitely more of a, 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 a uh, has more machinations and succeeds at more things Darth Vader is just evil because he's a failure and I think that's like one of the worst types of evil is to, like take out your failings on the world around you.
1: I think mm. Darth Vader needs therapy. I think Palpatine is at his core evil.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> But
0: at the same point, I think, I know this isn't really one of the criteria, I think because of that, Palpatine is very one-dimensional. Um, maybe not one-dimensional, but he has less going on than than Vader. Vader is is, there's a lot of depth to that character when you put the whole story together, but Palpatine yeah he's evil and he's powerful but just the feeling that anyone in universe gets when Darth Vader is present is pure utter dread because he's like a he's like a folk uh, a folktale come to life in a in a very very bad way he is arguably the most powerful Jedi turned into arguably the most powerful Sith as far as presence goes, it's no contest. Darth oh, Vader okay, Darth Vader it. walks into a room, whether it's a hallway, whether it's behind his Inquisitor. Uh, every time Darth Vader walks into a room, it's, it is Darth Vader's room. Effectiveness? Yeah, I'll give that to Palpatine. Darth Vader, like Marco said, is a failure and fails in everything
2: he does, whether he's Anakin or Darth Vader. Except for slaughter and, and genocide. He does those very good with he his big lightsaber.
0: Especially
1: well, when yeah. there's children involved. <laughs> yeah. Which is something we haven't talked about
2: yet. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Child murdering Darth Vader. Uh, Yeah. How
2: many? Yeah. How many? Because like body counts start to matter at some point when we're talking about the two Dark Sith lords
1: of the Empire, right? Like. Yeah. It depends on whether you consider machinations to be. Yeah, because people, people,
2: people died due to.
1: Right, like Palpatine was behind the fucking Death Star, so Mm -hmm. like he destroyed planets.
2: And he destroyed the Jedi Order. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. But. Okay, so presence
0: and aesthetics are easily Darth Vader's
1: uh, hands
0: down. So it is as far as our four criteria go. We should really just start doing five criteria, so it's not an even number. It it would help like this, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But according to to that, it is a split. However, I think presence and aesthetics are so overwhelmingly going to Darth Vader for me that uh, that's why I'm leaning Vader.
1: I want to put Marco in a position again, so I'm going to go ahead and say that I agree on the split. I think presence and aesthetics do go to Darth Vader. I think effectiveness and dedication hands down go to Shreve Palpatine. I think that the effectiveness and dedication of Shreve Palpatine overwhelm the presence and aesthetics of Darth Vader. In addition, there is no Darth Vader without Palpatine. He made Darth Vader. And while I think that Darth Vader is like OG villain, so, so good. Um, like the moment in Rogue One where you see that lightsaber is one of the best fucking movie moments that has ever been created. <laughs> I just think that Palpatine is so much more effective and dedicated and in mm-hmm. his goals and his vision to the point of creating the man that becomes Darth Vader uh, that I think he would win this.
2: The, the more that I just thought about it in general, I realized that Darth Vader is just like a dude who did a lot of bad stuff because he didn't have any other options in his mind Mm. other than the weird vengeance against the sand people and then also deciding to kill the kids. Like I'm not trying to say those aren't horrific acts but like in his mind that those were his, uh, like that's what had to happen or those were his options. My vote's for Papaldeen. <laughs> he is just an evil Holy shit! Wants, wow. He's just an evil bastard who wants to do evil so that he can have power and hope that his apprentice won't kill him. Uh, spoiler alert, he does. And... This darth
1: movie's been out for 40 years, 50 years. Like... Yeah. <laughs> think that, like,
2: like, Darth Vader just, like, has the visceral blood of so many people on his hands. Mm-hmm. And I think... The only thing that he's missing is drive because I think he's just a husk. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, think
2: he's, I think he's a husk that was the play toy of fate. And then he didn't rise to meet the occasion because there were smarter and stronger people at the helm than him. Like he never really had a shot. Uh, it's the, the scene where Obi-Wan was like, you, you, you were meant to balance the force. You weren't meant to break it. And it's like, but all of you old powerful bastards just kept telling me that and never gave me any tools. Yeah. So I get why he's vengeful, right? Yeah. Like the whole universe just told him, nah, kid, go suck, die for the force. Uh, <laughs>
0: the Jedi Order th- is the
2: real villain of Star Wars.
1: Yeah, Jedi Order hot, <laughs> oh,
0: fuck <Garbage>. the Jedi. <laughs> I,
1: I honestly, like going into this, I did not think Palpatine was going to be in the final. I yeah, was same. kind of like shocked that he was on the list. But I think he really is. When you think about all the, like he's like a spider in a web. When you think about yeah. all the strings he had to pull, um, like he's like a fate weaver for yeah everyone in the star wars universe um so uh, yeah i'm not i'm now not i'm not shocked that he's in the final like having had this discussion but going into this i never would have guessed this these
2: yeah no the, the right. fact that he was like seed six and i was like oh he's going against dark daddy no way dog you're just a, you're, <laughs> like a, you're like you're like an old dude politician that's not I'm sure it's evil <laughs> but like whatever
0: <laughs> all right so jumping into the final uh dolores umbridge and emperor palpatine
1: Fascinating matchup.
0: Yeah, really Hands did down. not see this coming.
1: Very different characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and two that I really love because I think, I know that you said earlier that Palpatine's a bit one dimensional. I really don't think he is. Um, and I, I, I don't think Dolores is either. I think there's there's character there, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. Um, presence, effectiveness, dedication slash drive, and aesthetics. I think aesthetics, I'm gonna start there. I think aesthetics goes to uh, Miss Umbridge. Mm-hmm. I think uh, again, I'm, I'm going to just like be super repetitive the juxtaposition of of insides and outsides and like the softness versus the really cold, dead interior. Um, like she is, she is like a dementor in her insides. She is a soul sucking fiend that wears pink. Uh, so same. She <laughs> uh... <laughs> likes kittens
2: and fine china and mutilating children. What was that last one? Fine china?
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm um i i think that palpatine is more effective because he takes Mm -hmm. over a universe she takes over a school i don't think that's very (laughs) comparable i think they they however are both equally dedicated in achieving their goals Mm -hmm. i i think that that honestly is a toss-up for me because there's again there are scenes with Dolores umbridge that absolutely give me heart palpitations uh Palpatine, palpitation.
0: Palpatine, Palpatine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think their dedication is 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 on par with each other. So presence, Stoning sister Dolores. If I choose a Palpatine, I think it's going to come down to presence for me. Mm. And I'm not sure quite yet which way I'm going to go, which is surprising me because I feel like my gut instinct is just like, oh, Palpatine, like he's big and he's evil and like yada yada. Mm-hmm. But I can't get that scene out of my head of her telling the mother born witch that she's.
0: Line. Well, as far as like aesthetics goes, um, they are very different cliche, not cliche, but very different, like common uh, visages of evil, yeah. like uh, Palpatine is like the Palpatine is the cliche dark uh, gray figure in a black cloak, whereas Dolores Umbridge is very much the, um, you know, the PTO Karen um uh, of aesthetics yeah. um just just as evil
2: i'm the pto carrot of aesthetics <laughs> it's like the most savage thing you can tell somebody like I need she to looks put that like... in my quiver
0: <laughs> no she does look like she is a, a member a leading member of the pto and also an hoa um
2: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, um, oh, yeah.
1: she would be the first one to tell you your Halloween decorations are up too late.
2: She's part of the neighborhood watch for a gated oh, yeah. community that doesn't oh. need it. Like, mm-hmm. oh god. Okay. Here's so, with much. this
0: conversation, aesthetics for me goes to Dolores. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dedication would go to Palpatine for me. Um, effectiveness would also go to Palpatine, and presence. I'd be leaning Dolores in that because of the just the i know right uh um, oh, yeah. but just like, you know
2: fucking he, scary. he holds the senate in his palm like doing nothing
0: uh in, in that regard no he, like he has tremendous presence but i think the presence of dolores is so much different especially by like the last time at least in the movies because adam doesn't book good um the last time that we see her where she is uh leading that What was like a trial? I think it was the same thing that Carol was talking about, where, yeah, uh, yeah, with the uh, the Muggleborn there. Um, But like that that presence, the the mousy, small voice matched with the uppity, "I'm better than you" kind of like it. She she is a very in the same same vein as Joffrey, in the same vein as Frollo. Very real. Terrifyingly so. Like, if I have kids and they go to this public school, I'm going to need to bend to this woman's will um, because she's the head of the PTA. Um, So I think that's why her presence is more for me. Um, And I know, you know, old white guy runs the Senate, that, you know, it's also very real. It feels
1: so real to me. (laughs) It's like Senate majority leader is tickling (laughs) something.
0: but yeah i'm 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 honestly torn between these two I, I did not see this bracket going this way i have not been on this many wrong sides of the vote so many times <laughs> in a single bracket but hey i love it this way because i have no idea where this is going to go and they are genuinely a toss for me
1: yeah this is a hard choice and mm-hmm. marco you mm-hmm. haven't spoken yet but like I'm, I'm surprised how difficult this is
2: i i i think i have the mic drop on it and, and, and if I can't meet that expectation, I guess, you know, I'll just take my hat and leave. We're waiting for the <laughs> greatest thing that's ever been said on this podcast, Marco. Dolores Go. Umbridge would be the apprentice that Palpatine would have to kill before she succeeded at dethroning him. Mm-hmm. Dolores Umbridge is, is succeeding at being one step beneath the most important person in power. She is just, the reason why she is able to do what she does is because she is fully empowered by the Minister of Magic with secret, basically wartime privileges that are unprecedented. So that's why she's able to enact the fascist regime starting with the school and then ultimately by leading uh, justice, like the, the administration of justice to remove political opponents, right? But she isn't the Minister of Magic. She almost worships the the minister of magic in her time there uh and she would be almost the perfect apprentice to palpatine to the point where he would he might succumb to her if he accepted for too long that she was fine in her position but i think that she would inevitably seek out more power and the only thing would be to dethrone the emperor and palpatine would have to kill her but when i think about it in this way If Palpatine is starting from the position of power, if these two people were to exist in the same universe, he is literally just the more powerful evil who decides whether or not she gets to be powerfully evil.
0: Mm. Uh,
2: You know, if you then put Palpatine into the Harry Potter universe, like if we try to flip that, that analogy, Palpatine would be an effective Voldemort. He would probably actually be more like a Grindelwald in the original story if Mm. Grindelwald actually were to succeed against Voldemort uh, or eventually succeed against Dumbledore and not be replaced by the evil of Voldemort that's that's too deep into the story at this point I don't know when I look at it Dolores would love to be the underling of Palpatine and wait for her opportunity and I think Palpatine would be smart enough to snip her off before she became too dangerous and Mm. at that point I think that that just makes Palpatine the more effective villain in the grand connected universe of this nerdery that it is here (laughs) she is raw evil real but so isn't he because old white power hungry politicians is my entire lived existence (laughs) so like i don't think one is more real evil than the other one yeah and then like she has more presence because she's able to decide where people get to see her palpatine had to be in the public eye and be the power, the politician that everybody believed would be their save, their salvation, while simultaneously generating an evil empire. Drive, same amount of drive. Although Palpatine tries to take over the entire universe, it's hard to compare those two things because she doesn't have spaceships. Mm. And then, <laughs> uh, and then aesthetics. I mean, he loses on aesthetics, but I think you have to look at the idea of what evil in the universe looks like, and he exemplifies that. He is just wearing a black robe. And mm. looks like a bad vampire, uh, but that's that's more that was that was the art direction of the movie trying to show you this guy is evil and ancient, mm. powerful, mm-hmm. and that's how they effectively conveyed it. Yeah. So Palpatine takes it for me, but I think they would go hand in hand in the same universe.
1: I do think that I'm I'm leaning more at because I think her presence, uh, dedication, and aesthetics go to her for me. Yeah. Um, effectiveness, I think, is Palpatine. I think he you know he takes over the universe um uh so yeah i think i'm gonna go dolores
2: that's your official vote yeah marco your official vote my official vote is palpatine i see the points that carolyn is making i don't give them as much strength as carolyn is but i definitely agree with like the analysis of who dolores is Mm. as like a character and as a person in the universe but palpatine like succeeds at being space hitler and like (laughs) and 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 she she exceeds she succeeds at becoming somebody who would have been under space Hitler in my mind Mm -hmm. so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know one one of them is the reason why it happens the other one does the dirty work yeah yeah this is
0: probably the hardest single vote I've had throughout this entire podcast this is this is a rough one I will like to say that you guys did uh Uh, kind of mixed together for me Uh, one of my more niche nerddoms uh, when I figured out that Dolores would be great at Survivor I fucking love Survivor and (laughs) Dolores. like what you want to do in Survivors you want to be a part of an alliance but you don't want to be the head you want to be the next person down Mm -hmm. and Dolores would be great at that but uh, (laughs) uh fuck okay I think my official vote is Dolores Umbridge Holy, holy shit, shit. yeah uh um, what just, just happened in I, the universe I, I, I can't really like she is just so well like you said both of them yes they are born from the real world both of them feel very real in certain aspects dolores just feels that much more real in my current life um that's not nobody listening to this look too far into that that's
2: not anyone that would ever listen to this but uh, <laughs> um,
1: suspicious yeah I, 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 I,
2: i'm not i'm not laughing at whatever trauma you're talking about i want you to <laughs> right. know that um but no I, I just think she
0: is utterly terrifying um and in a in a different way um she's not as like i i think At the end of the day, I think uh, Palpatine is a very cliche, evil villain, bad guy. Um, There are other things, but I believe because we don't know too much of like, I'm sure there's comics and stuff that I haven't read that go into it, but we don't know his like why he's like this, like why he became a Sith, why, um, you know, what from his early life led him down this path. Um, So it comes back to me thinking that Palpatine is Again, maybe not one-dimensional, but not very deep. Whereas Dolores, she just resonates a bit more with the real world for me, um, and I think that's what puts her over for me. So my my vote is Dolores.
2: There's like there are tens of thousands of irate Star Wars nerds <laughs> out there, like clutching their now disenfranchised, used to be canonical extended universe. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> <Do you need?" laughs> And I, and I feel for them. I'm, I'm looking at this list of people who could have been in this bracket. And if you told me that Dolores Umbridge <laughs> would move to the champion square of who is the best fictional villain, I would have laughed and then cried as I remembered who Dolores Umbridge was. Yeah. yeah. Person. Uh, that's what's wild. I did not expect it to go this yeah, far. It's, I, I, it's been
1: a while since like I've been shocked. Yeah. And I made these choices.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, you, you, you guys both did a great job in uh, convincing me um, that, that those two belonged in the end. Um, I voted against both of them, but I am not upset at either of them. Um, and I'm obviously not upset Dolores being the winner. Um, but yeah. yeah. So anything else before
2: we wrap up? This list traumatized me in a weird way. I was not expecting. <laughs> uh, we love a good
1: trauma story.
2: <laughs> it's just you know, obviously, obviously, art, art is just a reflection of the world, and I think it, I think it goes to say something for the the people who envisioned and created these characters and their stories and what you can then extrapolate on, and you look at their inspirations and it's just like. I'm glad there's good people in the world because we're offsetting things that inspired these people to exist in, in, in a canon of any kind. It's just, it's very, I don't know, in retrospective or very reflective on the world. And I'm glad Mm -hmm. at least these ones are in fiction, so they can't come hurt me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I think it says a lot too, of just the importance of hope and the importance of, of, finding reasons to continue fighting. Because all of these villains, at the end of the day, do fail. And they fail because people don't quit. Uh, Good people don't quit. And I think there's something to be said about maintaining that hope.
2: Almost like a new hope.
1: (sighs) All right, let me do quick plugs. So congratulations to the evil queen herself, Dolores Umbridge, abuser of children and also my childhood. Uh, (laughs) If you agree with us or disagree with us or just wanna yell at us on Twitter, please, at The Nerd The Word, do so. Our Facebook group, which is an open group, anyone can join as long as you are respectful of other people, is The Nerd Is The Word. It is the best place to vote and have your voices heard about who you think should see different brackets. Uh, for questions comments want to be on the future episode or you uh have future episode ideas please email us at nerd is the word 413 at gmail.com and then one more shout out to our twice guest uh thank you so much for being patient and doing two episodes in one day with us Macrobio boy on twitch and youtube and other places thank you so much marco for
2: being with this was ridiculously fun thank you so much yeah. for having me I, I hope I did the nerds proud on this one, but I, I
1: really think these are going to be two of our best episodes. Oh, yeah. no, these are great. Yeah.
2: These were fantastic. Uh, just to give you all some love on your own podcast, because, you know, thank you for letting me uh, hop on here. Uh, I, the majority of media that I consume at this point is podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I, I was very, very sincere when you all launched your first episode. I listened to it. I sent some nice words off to them. It was just very sincere. It's like, it's a really good, podcast it's a good energy I really appreciate the topics that get talked about on it and the in-depth nerdery and I'm just I'm excited for people to keep catching on and listening to it more because I'm excited to see what else you all uh try to put into brackets that I get to yell about while I'm driving (laughs) around doing my job but again thank you very much for having me
1: I love when people disagree with us and we get texts and we're just like, oop, we made people mad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, In the meantime, listeners, we thank you for checking in. We hope that you had a great time. Remember to find some joy in this world. Be kind to each other we'll see you.